Welcome to the Art Aster podcast. Today we have with us again uh, David Just. Welcome. Uh, David Just is a researcher at the Ptolemaeus and Arabos uh, Latinos project, who has produced a lot of research uh, on the works of Ptolemy throughout uh, the Middle Ages. And it's a, an incredible project, a long term incredible project. And I hope it will produce much more uh, interesting material. Uh, welcome, David. Thank you very much. So we're here today to talk a little bit about uh, your research uh, and who, which has been um, on horoscopes, astrological judgments, and you have mainly done survey of what materials we have. And you have just now <laughs> done a, a large research on uh, the existing, and correct me if I'm wrong, the existing judgments in, uh, Latin. in Latin language. Until uh, 1450, the, the, the ones that exist, yes. That's, that's correct. Uh, you want me to talk about the article? Yes. Uh, yes, so this is, uh, well, this is actually uh, a piece that I, I just completed uh, recently. That's going to be uh, probably a large article of 50 or 60 pages to be published in uh, a special issue of Micrologus. It's actually the, the issue 100 of Micrologus, and that's so they decided to, to do a special one. And this article will be published in, uh, in that issue. I think the editors are... Uh, uh, Paravicini Baliani and Daniel Jacquard. Um, and uh, so this article, well, actually, this is an article that I had in mind for quite a while, but I never had the courage to, to put all the material together because, as you know, I am doing this uh, catalogue of astrological Latin manuscripts, and as I go through all the libraries in Europe and elsewhere, uh, I see all sorts of uh, material that I know would be interested, should be known, and we need to, to, to publish them. Of course, I am way too slow to follow all my discoveries, but I had in mind for a long time that I should gather together all the judgments on nativities that we have at least for the Middle Ages. And this is what I did in that article. There are 34 judgments of for people born before 1450. Mm -hmm. So, this is what I call the Middle Ages, but of course, this limit is purely arbitrary. Of course, it doesn't, it has no, well, not only arbitrary, because if I had to go just 20 years later, there would be so many more that then it would become a book and that would, that couldn't be an article anymore. Yep. Uh, because... A project. Yeah, it would be, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, look... Now, I was actually surprised when I, when I compiled all the material to see that there were 34 between 1450, because at, at first I thought that would be like 20 max. I can do that. It will be a small article and that's fine. I just give the incipit and explicit. It will just be a note, like, and in the end, it's going to be a big article. Uh, but for the period after 1450 and up to perhaps the end of the 17th century, uh, I think 
I know about, uh, well, I should have checked my files, but I think maybe I have about 200 more. So it's not, it's not actually that enormous. Um, but of course, the, the reason we know that there were many, many more judgments in the Middle Ages, in the 16th century, in the 17th century. But that's the kind of document that does not keep well. I mean, you have no reason to keep those documents after the validity period. That it, after the guy, the, the person dies, exactly. or maybe it can become part of the family archive. If it is the Duke of Milan, if it is a very important person, why? Because the manuscript is beautiful. It is illuminated. It's it's a beautiful product. So maybe you keep it in the archive, and in the end, it, it ends up in the, the Ambrosiana in Milan, or you know, like in a public repository. But in principle, there is no reason to keep that kind of, uh, of documents. Although, well, that's not exactly true, because uh, as I explained in the article, in quite a few instances, judgments were preserved because uh, later astrologers needed uh, models, or at least something they could refer to in case, you know. Uh, so... So that's the reason why some of the judgments uh, survive. So when I speak of judgment on an activity, it is of course a birth horoscope, right? But I believe that everyone who listen to the uh, to who oh, listen oh, to this podcast podcast will know about that, right? Yeah. We hope so. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, we are talking about um, horoscopes of people, and judgments is the interpretation of the horoscope of people. That's Just right. Just to make sure we are all in the same page. Yeah, and actually you, you, you do well. I mean, you're doing well because it's very important to distinguish. And I've seen that uh, quite a bit uh, among the historians of science do not distinguish clearly between a horoscope and the judgment. But the horoscope is only the diagram. It's like the chart. It's the, the you know, the thema, mm-hmm. or, you know. So it's only the diagram can be a round or a square, but it's only one picture, it's an image. While a judgment can be only two pages long, but it can only be 300 pages long, it depends. Um, so, because horoscopes, we have thousands and thousands preserved in Latin, but only only maybe maximum 200 plus uh, judgments. Yes, yes, this takes us to another question. How did you get to this? Uh, 34. They are in Latin. They are up until 1450, and they are. They have to be uh, long, so to say, because you it's ah, the few yeah. short ones. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're right. Actually, that that should be very clear. Uh, first of all, I don't take the vernacular. So we have. I know that there are judgments in uh, in Italian, in French, in English. I don't take them. Um, well, first because. I am not inclined to study the vernacular in general. Uh, I don't feel comfortable with it, especially the, uh, especially mine, my language, French. I don't want to deal with 14th century French. Uh, 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 really, I don't want to do that. But also, the problem is, if I, if, I, if I see that kind of document in Polish or Hungarian or Czech, I mean, I just can't understand the word. And I have no reason to reject uh, Eastern European languages and keep German, Italian, French. Well, French, I don't know. I could, if I could, anyway. Um, that's one thing. I keep only Latin, and uh, and I decided to also to exclude very short 
judgments. But they are not really judgments. But, you know, very often you have uh, an astrologer's handbook uh, in the Middle Ages or even in the 16th century. And you have like uh, all sorts of horoscopes with notes in the margins or even below the horoscope. And sometimes it really looks like a judgment. The, the, the notes say that this person will be like this, like that, that he, he, there is a danger when he will be around 35 years old and blah, blah, blah. That I don't take because, let's say, when it's less than a page, I don't take it into account because th then it's too complicated. There are too many documents and it's and then you would lose the, the real, uh, what, he, what, what really matters. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So just okay. just to make make clear the the criteria mm -hmm. yeah, the criterion you used yeah yeah sure and um, then I was looking through the collection because this is a collection of horoscopes and uh, the first one the, the the number one is from the beginning of the well the middle of the 12th century that's correct 1135 so and it's from Ezra Abraham ibn Ezra yes. We have two, actually, from Ezra. Yeah, well, as I, as I say, because I have the, the second one, which was very short, but still enough to be taken into account, the, the 34. Um, yeah, it is not certain that the other one is from Abraham in Ezra. The only thing we have is the name and the place, Bézier. And we know that Abraham in Ezra was in Bézier in 1148, so it is possible that he did the horoscope of a boy born in 1135. Um, but it's not certain that it's him. It's, uh, there were many Jews in Bézienne in the south of France, and surely others were, would have been called Abraham. Uh, but what I, what I... Well, actually, I had written about that judgment just a footnote before, uh, in which I said that it is so crude that I find it hard to believe that it will be by him. And yeah. then I realized as I prepared this material that I don't agree with that argument anymore at all. I mean, this is ridiculous. Of but course, the same person. Short. Yeah. Sorry? It is a bit short. It's a bit short, the, the, the judgment. Yeah. It is very short and totally unsystematic. Uh, it's like there is no order of material. It's like it seems as if someone had recorded what he, he, he said aloud maybe to the parents of the boy at the time. And because, I mean, the order of the material makes no sense really. I mean, it's not that it's not extremely chaotic, but it makes no, while the other judgment, which is certainly by him, uh, is really, is totally different. Yeah. But that that is not a, a final, well, I think I put a question mark about uh, next to the name. I don't know whether it's him or not. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. you did. And unless you, we have a clear attribution, it's always a suspicion. It's, an it's just an attribution. Uh, we, we are not really sure. Yeah, uh, that's not. right. Mm -hmm. yeah, and did you find any? Uh, I'm just curious. Among your your research, is there a country or an archive where you find more examples of this work than than others? Because I'm always I've just, I told this a number of times here in the podcast for example portugal doesn't have many no. many yes. it, it still needs to be researched uh, and we hope to research it soon but it, there aren't many examples of judgments uh, yes. uh, that that uh, early um, in 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 the timeline um, so what's the panorama uh, uh, that you found out 
Well, actually, oh my God, this is this is you know this is a, a big question, and this is also a very interesting question. I mean, well, I, I'm I'm a person who likes that kind of uh, you know statistics by country and things like that. It's a bit stupid, but I like it. No, um, well, the, the the thing is to start with. I'm not sure that Portugal is really an exception because when you look at the whole picture, Spain is also taught almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Not only in terms of judgments, I don't know any judgment that is, ex- is preserved in Spain today. I mean, in, basically in Madrid or Escorial or, or Barcelona, because there are very few, or maybe Salamanca or Sevilla, Seville. Uh, there are none or very few. But even astrology more generally is, is basically absent from Spain. And when you think, I mean, today, I'm not talking about the 13th or the 14th century, but today, there are very few astrological manuscripts in Madrid, very few in Barcelona, very few in Seville or Salamanca. I don't know why. And especially when you think that it is in Spain that most scientific translations took place in the 12th century. But it seems that all those translations, as soon as they were made, they were sent over the, you know, somewhere in the north. And they are no longer in Spain. I mean, this is really this is this is something that is really uh, bizarre um, because even when you think that Salamanca, at least from the second half of the, the 15th century, the university had a chair dedicated to astrology, which is actually not that common. I mean, that was common in northern Italy and in in, in Krakow. But apart from that, it's only Salamanca. Yeah. But we have few astrological manuscripts in Salamanca. There are a few. But compared to other university libraries, they are more in Erfurt. They are even more in Leipzig. How is that possible? I don't know. I have no answer to that question. Well, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, uh, maybe with the, the Jewish diaspora, they, they yeah. would take them because well, they... That, that's a possibility, that, yeah. yes. Because, for yeah. example, in the case of Portugal, which is not exactly like Spain, but it has similarities, um, we don't find any reference to Latin, we don't have many references, but we don't find any reference to Latin astrologers at the court uh, until the 16th century, yeah. until the 16th century. Right. So what you have is uh, Jewish physicians who are also astrologers working at the court. So I would suspect that a lot of the material would be uh, with them and uh, within in, their in, families and in, in Hebrew, yeah. and a lot of that material uh, exited the country when the, the Jews were expelled, and later on, and it's most of it is now in foreign libraries. I know this yeah. because I participated in a project which studied uh, that kind of document specifically. The one that had decoration, Jewish manuscripts, Jewish right. native manuscripts, and there is none in Portugal at the time, and they were all produced here. So they are everywhere. Uh, so I think that might be the case specifically for Portugal. I'm not sure about Spain because it's a slightly different context, um, but I suspect that. Uh, and after that, so when we reach um, 1500s. Uh, most of them are already working in Portuguese and not in, in Latin. So you don't have uh, Latin papers that I know of. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's also yeah. another, another um, uh, characteristic that's very strange. As far as I know, we have, you know, Al Ramiado, which is writing of Portuguese or Spanish or some other language in um, um, Hebrew or Arabic characters. 
We have texts yes. Portuguese written with Hebrew characters, and in Spain, we have texts in Castilian written with Arabic characters. Yes. And this is kind of a separation. We don't have Al Hamiado in Arabic characters for Portuguese or vice versa. This is something that intrigues me as mm -hmm. far as I know. Uh, uh, maybe there are exceptions, but this, this is another strange thing here in the peninsula. <laughs> Yeah, the oldest, the oldest astrological document we have, which is a small treatise, very small treatise, a few pages on longevity. It's written uh, in part, uh, yeah, part in in Hebrew, part in Alhemiado, uh, with also Portuguese with Hebrew characters. We are trying to make an edition of that at some yes. point. We hope to to do it soon. Um, it's not as easy as this is, it But this is late, yeah, this is late, um, late yeah. 14th century, I think. So, 1390s, somewhere. So, quite late, we don't have anything earlier than that, that survived. There's, there's quite a few mysteries here yeah. in the peninsula about the, the conservation and the preservation of manuscripts. Yeah. Very strange, yeah. Mm -hmm. There is something that is not uh, entirely clear. No, I think in the article, uh, because that doesn't say for the rest, yeah, I, I just wrote this uh, uh, concerning the, the geographical origin of judgments. So basically it's uh, Germany for about eight or nine, Italy for seven or eight, France for seven, and then Poland for six and England three. And there are two that are of unknown origin. I mean, I don't, I, I didn't find out. Uh, and Poland, if Poland had, has six, it's basically due to the University of Krakow. That was uh, at the second half of the 15th century and the first decades of the, the 16th century, the number, the, 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 the European capital for astrology. There's no doubt about that. It was like really an army of astrologers working together in Krakow. I'm very sorry. This should be really studied by by someone, uh, probably someone Polish. But there is a wonderful work to be done on the University of Krakow. Uh, still, yeah, yeah. yeah those, I think in terms of documents, there's a whole unit, many many years of research. Uh, <laughs> oh yes! Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's good for people like us who like to study documents. So it's it's a good 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 things that we can do. Um, mm -hmm. I would like to ask you also about the um, the organization of the judgments because you offer here like what you uh, think it is the typical or at least the most frequent uh, kind of organization. Three topics. First, the judgment with or without the calculations for the horoscope, and then the judgment itself with something like rectification using Animodar or Trutin Hermetis, and all this first part. And then when they um, think that they are satisfied that the horoscope is correct, they judge the houses normally, normally, not, not entirely, and then predictions, third. So, uh, yes. and as we were talking before, you said that this is more like a concept because there are exceptions. So I would like to, um, for you to explain a little bit how this is done, how this is normally done. Yeah, uh, so well, that's exactly the three parts you gave that are the normal, that's the normal pattern. 
for any horoscope. So first, you do the calculations. Uh, what is important is the, the rectification, which can also be re verification after afterwards. Because if you, I mean, of course, most people didn't know the time of birth in the Middle Ages. Uh, I mean, at least until the generalization of the mechanical clock, that is certainly not before the end of the 15th century or even the 16th century, most people had no idea, idea when they were born. So they had a sort of approximation and they went to the astrologer with, well, I believe I was born before lunch on that day, but before lunch is a bit like, what does that mean? Is it between eight and 12? So you have like four hours and then there are rules to make the rectification by Animodart, Routina Hermetis, or other things in the 16th century, there is more. Uh, and most judgments contain something about this, or at least they say uh, following which rule they have rectified or verified the, the horoscope. Sometimes you have uh, all the calculations from astronomical tables, you have the mean motion of each planet and everything is given. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like the case of uh, Henry Bate of Mechelen, you have, he explains in detail that he asked his mother, yeah, that he really chased his mother down to know exactly <laughs> when he was born, what time, because yeah, before lunch, that's not enough, I need to know the time. Mm -hmm. And he went to the council of his city to, 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 to find documents, he asked his uncles, aunt, he really he, he inquired with the whole family to find the exact well he didn't find the exact time he had an approximation from which he could work out the the uh, well in this case he didn't believe in the Adiboda. he did the trutina of, of hermes um well in the, the 34 documents there is also a case the funny case oh, sorry i'm digressing here but there is the funny case of this uh, uh, Italian ruler of Cremona in the around 1260, I forgot his name, Alberto. Alberto. Uh, I saw it. I saw it here. <laughs> yes. And in that case, apparently, the even the year of birth was not known. Oh. So uh, that's not enough. There is no possible rectification. If because rectification, if I mean you, you need to know. I don't know exactly, but it should be a, within Small two weeks, window. right? If it is more than that, you cannot possibly rectify a chart. Yeah, I've seen instructions later, not medieval, but instruction rectification, and they say that if it's more than half an hour, you can only give a general judgment. You cannot do anything. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Because it, there's no point, for instance, when you, you go, <clears throat> when it comes to predictions, to apply uh, directions in a horoscope that has yeah. no time. You know, yeah, I think it's ah, yes, of course. Oh, of course, that's the main problem, directions. Yes, <laughs> because in direction, you see, what, what is it? What, one... When the one, mentioned this for minutes, I think. So yeah. it's kind of a lot. Yeah, so it's like it's, uh, you forget, about, uh, of course, about that. So in that ca the case of that Italian ruler, Roberto um, Pallavicino, voilà. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, nothing was known so what the astrologer did, he took the, the horoscope, the nativity of three of his children. Ah. And by invest investigating the three horoscopes, he could ask questions about the father. 
about you know and about the facts and life of the father and that's that's how she 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 did it that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not bad that, that's uh, that's not bad and he uses not only the fourth house uh, the house of the the, the parents uh, but then you have the the, the, the position yeah. of the son the the, the 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 son because the son is the father uh, and then you have the past the, the part the, yeah. the source the the, the past of yeah. the father uh, so there are things you can do it's possible and maybe when you when you cross the information you find in three different horoscopes maybe you can reach some uh, some conclusions but, yeah. Yeah. And it, it probably, and then you 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 think the age of the person has to be coherent to be a parent already. So yeah, yeah. and it kind of reverse engineering the horoscope. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Well, that, that's right. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's. I, I was very. I, I was amazed to see to see to see that because also I mean this nativity is found in the middle of uh, an extraordinary collection of over 100 interrogations mm -hmm. most of which were questions put by that ruler Alberto uh, Pallavicino to mm -hmm. the astrologer so clearly the guy because he didn't know he, his uh, birth date, date or probably even the year because I've seen that even modern uh, data they don't have his they are not sure about the year of birth yeah. so it's really a problem uh, he did he had several soldiers at his service, but he did mainly interrogations. Yeah. Yeah. And interrog yeah. he, he, he was not living always in the same city as the astrologer, so he sent letters. Mm -hmm. And I guess the astrologer took the time the letter arrived on his desk. I, I don't know how oh, he yeah. proceeded, but oh. he, clearly there are some interrogations where the, the, the querent was not present. It was through letters. That's, uh, I mean, that was all new to me. I didn't know it existed. Uh, I, can yeah, that, the, I can imagine the astrologer, every time you receive the letter, thinking, oh, Alberto again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he was happy, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on, on business, I'm working. I don't know. <laughs> But it is interesting. Yeah. Alberto was very. And then if you make too many mistakes, uh, too many mistakes, you end up like you know. <laughs> well, that's what I call the prison, no? uh, quality control. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so, but we were talking about the structure of horoscope. Sorry, I completely digressed. Um, oh. Yes, so you you have the uh, often a part containing dealing with the calculations, rectification <laughs> and calculation, or one or the other. Um, and also, the, that's important, the, the, that includes the calculation of the, the main significators of, uh, of the chart. That is the, the Hilek, the Alcocoden, uh, the Almuten, whatever, however this is called, because, uh, but often you know the Almuten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, um, and then you also have, uh, in principle, the Nativity horoscope is given. But often you find two or three horoscopes because you also get the horoscope of the the new moon or the full moon that preceded birth, yes. and that can be useful for all sorts of things. I mean, of course, the the position of the the full the new or the full moon is one of the elegiacal 
place is uh, well, that's uh, another funny word. We need to fix the vocabulary here because, um, and you can have the, the horoscope of conception sometimes too, which is clearly related to the trutina of Hermes, but probably to other things too. But that I'm not, I'm not sure what, what the exact use of that. Uh, because you just need to know the position of the moon. You don't, the rest you don't need. So I don't see why they, 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 they cast the whole horoscope for conception. But because, uh, because there's a theory that the ascendant of the um, conception will also correspond the to the position of the moon. Yeah, that's, that's right. So mm -hmm. the only thing you need really is the moon and the ascendant. But they do the whole thing, Saturn, Jupiter, Mars... Why do they do that? I don't know, but well, I guess it doesn't matter here. That's that's for let, like let me give further studies. Yeah, I think medical purposes. I've seen, I've never seen a delineation on this or, mm -hmm. or in judgment, but they seem to judge what we call today prenatal conditions or certain, yes, certain that's right. yes. illnesses through the chart of the conception. Oh, and then they attribute and one then, month to each planet, yeah, yes. Yeah, and then the advancement of the chart of the conception until the age of birth. I've never seen it done, and I've never seen very clear instructions of how this would done. I would think that would appear in medical texts, not sure, but probably that's where they're, they're going at, right. what kind of chart, I suspect. Yeah, sometimes they use it. <coughs> you know, they attribute one month to each, uh, one planet to each yes. month. Mm -hmm. Probably they, they draw conclusions from that. We yeah. have to investigate that. Yeah, I know. Yes. I've seen references to that practice in, Jesuits. Um, yeah, in the in early modern, everything early modern. Yes. So 16th and 17th century, they mentioned that a lot, but I've never seen it done fully. So. Yeah. something earlier but all these calculations <coughs> are like the preliminaries of the judgment well they are the judgment already but yes. they are like setting the ground for the other part the second part of the judgment which is the judgment yeah. of the houses that, 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 that's right so then you have the, the, the interpretation and this is this is what occupies the most of the judgment normally like even 90% of it. Uh, and usually this is done by a review of the 12, the, the 12 houses. Uh, and then sometimes you have all sorts of sophistications, like, you know, at first you review the ascendant, the midheaven, the descendant, the imum kailum, and then you start the 12 houses. Mm -hmm. There are all sorts of, uh, of, uh, of ways, but the 12 houses is the most, the most common. The obvious exception is for those astrologers who follow Ptolemy, or at least Ptolemy in the Tetrabibos, in the Quadripartitum. Uh, as you know, Ptolemy does not use the houses, and this is one of the mysteries uh, of the history of astrology, because he is really the only one uh, to do that, or not to do that. Uh, and some astrologers uh, follow, follow Ptolemy and uh, do not or only rarely mention the, the houses. So they only deal with the positions of the planets in the signs, the aspects, and maybe other things, mm -hmm. uh, but no houses. Let me ask you something at this point. And you find that in la earlier, later, or mixed? <laughs> at, 
at any time in, in your, in your uh, I would say at any time, but be, be, uh, well, I should perhaps have said that in the beginning. We have only nine judgments of people born before 1400. So this is certainly not enough to make any, any statistics or to, to, to make any generalization. Uh, there is one, one of the 13th century, an amazing judgment. Uh, made for someone born in 1255 and the astrologer and that's absolutely exceptional for the, the whole of the Middle Ages he decides to take as a main guide Firmicus Maternus uh, but in the, that case you do deal with the houses but there are so many other parameters that are ignored by the, the Arabic astrologers that the judgment is completely different from anything else we know uh, okay but that's, uh, that's uh, another exception the of um, where is this person from? Where is the the the, the figure? The well, you don't know. Oh no, we don't. Unfortunately, we don't know anything. The name is not given. Of the we don't know the client. We don't know the astrologer. Mm. Um, it's in a manuscript in Paris. Um, Can we deduce the latitude from the distance from the uh, ascendant to the MC? Maybe we can. Yes. We, 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 we probably can. This is something I, I, I do not do probably uh, wrongly because I have uh, problems with this. I am not sure that this is a good idea. Okay. Yes. Because, I mean, if you apply the, the, the formula, you, you, you assume that it's an ideal world where the data found by the astrologer in his astronomical tables were correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But since this is often not the case, I don't know how we can apply those rules. So we have to be very careful. And I decided not, as a general rule, not to do it. And actually, when we do it for, as we realize, for in the case of Henry Bate of Mechelen, which we we studied on another occasion, two year, two or three years ago, we have one of his horoscope according to John North that was uh, drawn in Scandinavia. <laughs> so. Clearly, there is a problem here because, uh, of course, it's possible that he traveled there, but you don't see why. No, no. Is, there is something bizarre, yeah. <laughs> and especially as Henry Bate was a very good astrologer. Mm -hmm. he, he was an uh, uh, astronomer and mathematician. So, you know, you would rely on his data even more than on those of another astrologer. Mm -hmm. But... Um, not I don't know. This is it has to be to be confirmed by other other data. I believe, but in this case, we don't have. Uh, well, no, maybe we have one. The astrologer was certainly active at the very end of the 13th century, and he certainly knew Henry Bate of Mechelen, perhaps even personally. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's all. That's all. We so he's certainly not someone from southern Italy, or you know. But mm. hey, interesting. Well, and it's, it is also a very good idea to, to keep away from things that uh, may lead us in um, mistakes. So this, uh, I think that's very wise, really. Mm -hmm. So we, we yeah. just... My, my, my dream would be, well, I admire John North very much and his work in general. I mean, I, I'm, 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 I really admire him. But I've been thinking... Several times, I, I would be I would be curious if someone writes the same book, not using his book, whether they arrive at the same results. That's something that I, I would like to make sure for, first. But it's very difficult because uh, few people can do that that kind of calculations. I mean, go backwards and, and 
do for each of the house system, considering all existing uh, house tables or planetary or astronomical tables in general, to reconstruct all systems is really difficult. Uh, but that would that would be very good to have. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we don't have a backup, and 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 I think the the, the the reader should be warned more than what it is, what he is in 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 the book, that uh, the problem of mistakes in the tabular material is so is so all over the place that we must wonder how reliable these formulas are. Uh, still, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it's, yes. It, it is a question that we have to have, not we, we, in the we back have of to our minds, yeah. but in the yeah, front yeah, yeah. of our minds yeah. every time. Because you know, people like Regiomontanus or even still Kepler, much later, Regiomontanus, he really believed that, thanks to the printing press, most of the problems of the astronomers would be resolved. Because that the, the problem is why why is it never true? The table says that, and when you look at the sky, Mars is not where the table says it would be. So, I mean, this is a real problem. It means that this is important for everyone to know that virtually all horoscopes drawn in history, at least before the 16th century, were wrong. Somehow wrong by like for several some planets up to 10 or 12 degrees. That's way too much, way too much, and uh, and. All astronomers, they knew that very well. They knew that. They didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But one of the problems was with all the mistakes made when you copy astronomical tables. You copy, copy, and thanks to the printing press, these problems may well be resolved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he was an yeah. optimist. Yeah, and, so, and sometimes you <laughs> Yeah, but then he died too early anyway. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, and, and sometimes you have strange errors um, because if we have Mercury or Mars with a large error, that is to be expected because these are positions yes. you know the tables will fail. But for example, sometimes the Moon is wrong, which is very strange. Yeah. Very they, easy. Yeah. They mixed up yeah. the days or the calculation somewhere, and the Moon ends up one or two days off yeah. of their calculated date, which is strange. Yeah. And as you said, I've seen that occurring even in 17th century horoscopes, where yes, of course, mistakes. Uh, I've just I've just uh, transcribed one, which is, it doesn't give the the, the the figure. So it is a complete mess because at, at some point he contradicts himself in the narrative, and I have absolutely no idea how the horoscope would be. Um, it's a mess, <laughs> and this guy is a mathematician. He teaches mathematics. Yeah. He's not uh, someone who's just making yeah, calculations yeah. an amateur. He's yeah, yeah. a really oh, oh, of yeah. so, What happened there? Yeah. But all, all astro- even today, well, now we use a computer, so it's completely different. But just 20 or 30 years ago, we still did calculation calculations by hand, and I've, I, I did that too. Yeah, we did. And I, I remember that sometimes, and I don't know how that happened, the, the, what I did was completely wrong. It was like, uh, I don't know, I took the line of days, like, uh, not the right birthday, but two days before, like, and I did the, the whole thing, and things like that. And, and then for the moon, it's two days, and that's almost one sign off. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, no. It, it, of course, that, that 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 can happen. In one of the examples I have, the moon is off by three signs also, and the rest, the rest of the planets are basically correct. 
So how come the moon is would be off by about 90 degrees? This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's just the way it is. That would be a, a, a good theme for a large paper or, or something, which was errors in astrology. Yeah. To, to do a, a sort of survey. What kind of errors? What kind of errors do we find uh, uh, constantly? And trying to understand why. And exactly, and trying to understand why they occur. Because some of them are from the tables, and we can see because they are kind of coherent, and we understand. Some of them we don't. We just don't understand what happened. The person had some problem in that day, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. this is difficult, very difficult to do as well. It's very, we need an enormous amount of data. And when you have the data, we need a lot of time just to go through the data. It's very, it, 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 we realized uh, for the case of Henry Bate, uh, we couldn't reconstruct the way he did his horoscope. So we have all the details of the calculations. Of course, we didn't have the exact tables he had in front of him, but we could never reconstruct what he did. Uh, there, there are still things we don't know, and we'll probably will never know. We'll never know, really. But it's basically correct. His horoscope is correct. But we would like to know every single detail by the second, and that we, we do not know. We cannot know. No? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, re- resuming a bit uh, the houses, so... Uh, some of, most of them, I would say, follow the houses and then the ones who follow Ptolemy do, do not, or the few that uh, follow Ptolemy to the letter, they don't follow the houses. You mentioned something very interesting, an example of um, an astrologer who followed the houses but used Ptolemy's words to fit into, into the houses, the narrative of the houses. Um, yeah, but, uh, yes, but that's not a part of the 34 judgments. Oh, it's it, is, uh, it, it is another text that I, that I found in, 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 a, in a manuscript where uh, the author has worked out the, the Tetraviblos books 3 and 4 on like individuals and put all the material within the 12 houses. So it's like it's a reorganization of the material by house, probably because he was not happy He liked the material, but he was not happy to see that it was not organized by house. So he he redid, uh, he rearranged the the material. Yeah, that is interesting. Is it edited? This? No, 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 no. It's in the manuscript in Gloucester. Mm-hmm. Something you could do Gloucester. because you you could do this. Right? <laughs> yes, look, oh, yes, I could do this. Do this, but I'm telling you, I will not. <laughs> 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 no, 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 I have no time. I, I felt I know, I actually know. When, when I finished this article, I thought now I should just continue with the, the 200 judgments and do do something bigger. But I said no. Actually, uh, anyone can do it now. I know the manuscripts. Someone can come to me. I will give the, the shelf marks, and that person will do the job. Because okay, I'm not saying that what I did is is. Uh, is should serve as a model, maybe not. And there are certainly mistakes and you know things that are not regular. But it's the, I, I I don't have time to do that. It's a very good basis. I know, I know, I know. You don't have time to do everything you want to, <laughs> and we don't have time to do everything. But anyway, yeah. um, uh, the the um, these judgments and um, they follow the houses. And one of the things that. Uh, I found interesting in the few that I saw, no, I, I haven't seen all of them, of course, but it's, they, they talk about the eighth house very normally. It's very... Um, at the end. 
yeah, just everyday life and everyday death, just <laughs> okay. And uh, they accept this. And uh, actually, in the first part of the horoscope, sometimes they include longevity. And uh, that yes. would be a normal part of the judgment. They don't avoid this topic. This is also interesting. Right. Yeah, actually about this, I, I should have mentioned, mentioned that in the introductory part because this is related to the alcohol. Uh, but the, I, I'd like to say something which I often read in the literature that uh, astrologers were typically wrong because they had to predict the date of death uh, and of course they were wrong they, they were almost always wrong um, but actually this is not what they do uh, I, what they, they and this is and I, I chose the terms I use they don't say that that person will die on a certain, they never say that. Now, I, I have never seen an astrologer who says that. Maybe I'm sure there are some, but I have never seen an example. Mm -hmm. They give the life expectancy. Exactly. So what they believe is, the, <laughs> according to the calculation, this is the most likely. But they know that accidents in life of all sorts, including directions, a bad exactly. revolution, or whatever, can intervene and change uh, the path of uh, things. Um, and I think that's very important because it's it's easy to say, oh look, this astrologer was wrong. He he was wrong. That shows that their art is really like completely uh, no. But it's they don't do that. They they don't do that. I couldn't agree more. And uh, what uh, from the ones I read, and they they are, they are not not all of them, of course. <clears throat> what they do, they use the um, Hilleg Alcocodem method for the expectant, uh, expectancy of life. So you are expected to live at least, I don't know, 70 years. And then they use the directions for, yes. um, for other purposes. Yes. For instance, if the directions, if a difficult or potentially a fatal direction happens before the end of the expected end, it will be just like a dangerous situation. If it happens after the number of years given by the Alcocodem, it will be more dangerous. And that's what they do. They would say, be careful here and here and there. And the other thing that I, I find interesting, maybe it, not in all, maybe you disagree with me, but in the ones that I saw, they use this preventively. Like, be careful because you have this life absolutely yes and you can you can improve this by um i don't know by uh, balancing your temperament by praying by several ways mm. so this is like a preventive measure for the person to expand to use this information to expand their lives they never say you're going to die in right. this. so they are not this silly yes that, that, absolutely that's right yes mm -hmm. It, this is also very interesting. Uh, actually, I was uh, when I was in Erlangen, I was uh, uh, writing an article about this, the, the way the concept of determinism interacts with astrological techniques. So uh, how they how they uh, deal with this, and uh, what I uh, I saw is that um, the 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 longevity, the techniques for the calculating the length of life, changed throughout Middle Ages, of course. And they become more flexible, so they have this expectancy. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's different. So um, probably this is what they say, and um, they are kind of 
positive in a way. They say you are expected to live this and you can expand your life. So it's kind of good news for the person, for the native. <laughs> and, and at the same time, they deal with this very naturally. They, they, are, they are perfectly okay with this. They don't, they don't need to, to make this softer. It's like, okay, you're going to die someday. Try to make it as late as possible, and that's it. <laughs> and then we have the third part, which is predictions. Also yes. very interesting. Yeah, so, yes. Uh, uh, part, that part may be missing sometimes. Sometimes it can be included in the second part. So, for example, when they do the 12 houses, they do the directions of each house within that house instead of directions at the end. Oh, I see. Um, and um, sometimes they just give tables. Uh, that's very interesting because they only give tables of directions, which, if you know a little bit how it works, allows you to date the event. So you have just, I don't know, for example, Mars, Square, uh, Jupiter, that de uh, uh, that degree and then you know when it is if you know a little bit how the system works and uh, and sometimes you have very developed tables but without any explanation without any interpretation and that's probably because the client knows how to do he, he knows how to interpret uh, those tables which is very interesting because some of the clients who were not astrologers they probably knew enough to have an idea like they knew that a square uh, dangerous saturn mars dangerous uh, those dates and uh, probably they could work out uh, a, few, a few a few things mm -hmm. so you have the direction sometimes they are very you know explained in very much uh, detail uh, and then you have um, uh, often one or two revolutions and and often the revolutions around the time of the consultation or, or the, 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 the next year or the next two years. Um, I haven't seen that for the Middle Ages, but I know that for the 16th century, you often or often, you sometimes find 20 or 50 revolutions together with the judgment and sometimes basically for every year of the life of the, of the native. But that I haven't seen for the, the, the Middle Ages. For those in, who are listening, so, uh, excuse me, just to say something. For those who are listening and they don't know what you mean by revolutions, revolutions is the return. Is the, 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 the solar return. Return of the sun to the exact uh, location, uh, zodiacal point, degree where uh, it ha it was when the person was born. Sorry. Yes. That's about Which this. occurs around the, each anniversary of around uh, the anniversary. Person, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is in itself uh, problematic uh, as a calculation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, when you uh, this is brings another point, um, when they calculate the return, the revolutions for the future, for the future, they would use the birthplace, even though the person could move to another place they would have to use the birthplace, I would think. What do you think? Uh, well, actually, I don't know. Uh, I don't have the answer to that, but I don't believe they would use the, the birthplace. Uh, because clearly, if the person... Uh, I don't believe that any astrologer living in, working in Paris, he, if he has someone who comes in Paris and lives in Paris, but he was born in southern Italy, 
I don't think they will calculate the revolution for Sicily or they will do it for Paris. They will probably ask, where do you live? Where are you likely to be on, at the time of your birthday? Uh, and if they don't know, in the case they want to do 50 revolutions, yes. that's different. Then they will take the date of birth, the, the place of birth or the, the place where the person is likely to be. I mean, in the case of a king, it's not where... Oh, but yeah, well, mm. Sorry. I mean, for the future revolution, uh, we have a late example of this in Lily, and he has this example, a friend of him, a merchant, and he calculates, I think, 20 revolutions. And I mean, for uh, not for the present, for the future revolutions, he just uses the place of birth of the native, because yeah. what can he do? Well, if you don't have... Uh, um, yeah, well, but, well, I don't know Lily very well, but he... His clients were mostly locals, right? Yeah, this one is English, and I think he's lived in London, I suppose. Yeah, but this yeah. is someone traveling. He's a merchant, and he mentions that he travels a lot. So mm. it could be somewhere else. It could be somewhere. So else. Maybe the astrologer asked him to be back every year on his birthday to make sure. <laughs> and then in a few, a few weeks before the birthday he would send a letter come back <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh, uh, is there um, apart from uh, direction then revolutions do they use other techniques because I know the, the ones I said yeah, of course they, they do also uh, perfection I mean re directions and revolutions are the two big techniques and that's uh, the, 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 the ones you normally find in a judgment and then Sometimes uh, uh, the perfections. Yes. Uh, well, I've seen in uh, uh, an extraordinary manuscript in Krakow, from Krakow, uh, that's almost systematic. In all judgments, it's a, a, an amazing manuscript with 30 or 40 judgments on nativities. Mm. Just one manuscript. It's amazing. Mm. And it's clearly by, by not one, but two or several. Uh, professors of astrology in Krakow at the University of Krakow. So it's like they, they probably uh, made a copy of the judgments available to the university somehow. Uh, and clearly, perfections were all over the place in Krakow in the beginning of the 16th century. Mm. And then you have, well, you have the Firdarie or the various like uh, periods of the life of the native. I've seen in those Krakow judgments, I don't know, they, they, they make a big deal of the fact that life is divided into three parts. Uh, I don't know where, where that comes from, but this is part it's of... Uh, the ascendant. The it's the triplicities of the ascendant. When you well, have... Maybe. Like, uh, they normally do or the this. luminary of the hour. Yeah. Or, or the triplicities the of the luminary the of the hour. Yeah. They, they would, um, first of all, they calculate the more or less the expected life, because you cannot... Uh, um, divide life in three parts uh, unless you know the extent of life. So they calculate it roughly and then they divide it in three parts. And the first part would be ruled by the first ruler of the uh, triplicity of the ascendant or of the sun or moon and then the second by the second mm, so and the third by the participant. Something yeah, like that. Probably that's what okay. they... Uh -huh. Could be this. Could be yeah. this. I just mm -hmm. jumped into this but I don't know. It could be this. Yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. what I see mm -hmm. though. And... Uh, they divide it and then they use this and this is the interesting part they use these techniques together as we do now people who want to to understand 
uh, astrology, they have to understand it together. They don't just focus on one. They they use the techniques together. They use the revolution. Well, they use the, the directions and the perfections for the general, and then the revolution for the period, a specific periods of yeah. one year. And then they, they, they would just combine everything. And this is quite amazing because it's data, it's a lot of data to combine. And they can combine yes. different levels. Yeah, it, it's a lot, but look, that is probably too early to say we need more data and we need not only because this is a survey but we need these uh, editions of text i mean we, we we need to have the whole text in front of us because it's not enough to have just a table of contents um and and then we would need a lot before we we really reach conclusions about how they really did that but my first impression this is only a very first impression is that most of the soldiers are very they are not they are not at all original. They are not very. They are very. They are like good students. They follow what they find in their theoretical text, but really by the book, and they follow exactly. So Al Bohali said that, and I copy Al Bohali's sentence word for word. Uh, the case, in the case of the the, the, the person who followed Firmicus Maternus, it's very simple. He takes everything. Firmicus Maternus says about one given configuration of the, the chart, and he copies it exactly, except that he Firmicus writes in the present tense, and this astrologer changed into the future tense. Everything. But it's exactly the same sentence. Um, well, I, actually, I shouldn't have said that, because I believe that besides this aspect, this is an amazing document that really deserves to be to be studied by. Uh, actually, there are so many PhD theses in just that uh, that that article that 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 survey. It would be possible to to make uh, or to, to do several PhD theses only with the material uh, included here, and and it is to be hoped that someone will. We need more uh, editions of text, and we of course, and we need to go beyond. The 15th century, because the 16th century is, uh, wow, well, yeah, it's also. Then we, it's well, a good thing in the 16th century is that in several instances, we have uh, several judgments by the same astrologer, so we can compare how they worked maybe towards the beginning of their life, to to the end, uh, which yeah. we don't have in this case. I mean, I think there is one case, two judgments by the same uh, astrologer, and maybe. Two, if we count Abraham and Nezra. Yeah. Nezra, yes. Yeah. But uh, we, we, we do need more people. Maybe someone who is listening to us. We, we do need people, uh, specialized people, to study these texts because some of, only a few of them are edited in your in this collection. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the other thing that you mentioned, and I, uh, we have discussed this a lot, they are not, uh, and people complain, they are not original. Yeah, they are not supposed to be. I think they were supposed to master the art. And um, yeah. sometimes what we see is that they copy the masters and they copy, they are very faithful to the to the masters. And then in the end, they say, but uh, from my experience, and then they add something. And this is how knowledge was supposed to, to go. Mm -hmm. They were not going against sometimes. And even in medieval uh, times, yeah. they are... They don't really, they're not worried about contradictions between sources. They are not worried about that. They just copy. And then they add, in my experience, this and that. 
We have people who criticize, like Ezra, very funny, because he just criticizes. Mm -hmm. But uh, mostly they are very faithful to the the masters Mm -hmm. and the the adding That's the way they did. Uh, Innovation is something that we seek as people from the 21st century. I don't know if they were so much into that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a different thing. No, maybe simply not. But even in the fact, because you mentioned that you know, they had to combine so many different elements, to, I mean, to, to formulate any interpretation. But it, they don't seem to be doing that. They don't combine, really. So, you know, they, they do the directions and then the revolutions for the same period, but they don't, like, put things in parallel. They don't seem to really, you know, now I'll let you decide whether you trust the directions or the revolutions. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> 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 but, we need more material to, to, to be sure because it, it goes without, without saying that I haven't read all those judgments uh, in detail. I certainly read them once each because I was chasing the names of the authorities. So I had to read every line. But many things totally escaped me or, or simply I mean, because I was too quick. Yeah. Also, we are talking of them like in unity as if they were all doing the same. They, they are different. Different yeah. uh, periods, different people, different education, yeah. different personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Schools. Yeah. Uh, for instance, yeah. uh, the one I studied, Simon Bellet, uh, the one that he writes in French, which you didn't include here, the one he writes in French, he does combine everything and he's very masterful. He does not do that kind of, oh, I just give you yeah. the and you take care. He, he takes care of combining everything. Maybe because he's writing in French, his own judgment, not copying from other people. Uh, so uh, we do need to study. Yeah. They, they, they yeah. are very yeah. different. Yeah, and is it a judgment to present to someone? It is something that you're writing for yourself. Yes. What's the differences uh, uh, in how you express certain certain terminologies, certain things? As you said, and I think uh, I agree totally with you, people would know enough, most people would know enough to to, to follow their own directions or, or movements, that the, the instructions the astrologer has laid out for them. I think in the same way that we nowadays read uh, the analysis, uh, the blood analysis, and of course, we don't have the expertise, but, but we, we have an right. idea. That's that's what, a, that's oh. a, absolutely that's that's an, an excellent comparison. Yeah. 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 Yes, my red globes are a bit low, <laughs> well, and uh, you yeah, have an kind idea. Of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it was common knowledge, not only for astrologers, but at least the basics of astrology yeah. they were they uh, were yeah. everywhere i think this this is something that is not emphasized enough yet in the historiography which is considering this that we're talking about so this product the production of materials the art uh, and i mean uh, um, plastic art uh, literature uh, culture or oh, every culture object astrology and the knowledge, the basic knowledge of astrology was much more um, present and widespread than historiography has taken into account so far. They just think it is something that people do, like uh, judgment and horoscopes separated from the rest, but it's not. It's still seen as something strange and weird that certain people will do or follow, and it's not the case at all in this kind of mindset. Uh, And and I think until historiography realizes this, they're going to be missing a lot of, of, of yes. clues. Uh, 
Yes. Into and, into into it, at least into cultural, into making a cultural uh, yeah. assessment uh, of, of things. Yeah. And they tend to think of astrology as something that is against science. Like these people in the Middle Ages, they were very clever, they were very good mathematicians, but then they had this problem with the and they were silly and they did this. And it was all part of the knowledge they had yeah, of the, and, and, the universe. And talking a bit about academia, and it's sometimes we, and nowadays we have we have PDFs and we have searchable documents, so it's easier to do. And sometimes it's even a curious thing is books on medicine or history of mathematics or uh, mystery or. or you go there and you find the word astrology and either it's not there at all or it's mentioned briefly in a passage that, yeah, and astrology was there somewhere. And that's If you write about <laughs> medieval medicine, for instance, and you don't use the word astrology anywhere or have any reference, it's kind of strange. Yeah. Even the referencing, yeah. I'm going into... But <laughs> well, it's true, but maybe we should also keep in mind one thing that we shouldn't go, shouldn't exaggerate in the other direction, because it remains probably true that most medieval doctors never used astrology. This is yeah, probably there, there true. There was this tension between yeah. the ones that used and so. the ones that didn't. The the ones that were more in the, I think, the Roman school or something like that, they didn't. But the ones that did, and even here in the peninsula, you had a lot of them, and they criticized the others. And they used this saying that they attribute to Aristotle, blind is the doctor who doesn't know astrology. So it's kind of, they were using this against the others. Mm. But even so, even so, if you write a book about medieval um, medicine or medieval meteorology, at least, at least you could say it once, you know, like just the word once. And sometimes we don't find it. And, and it's and very easy to say even, even by stating that there is this material which I'm not yeah. going to study at this point because it's not the focus of the, of the research and I can understand that, but not mentioning at all is strange. It's very... But, but, nowadays it's becoming <laughs> more common to have yeah. the right, but still. But yeah, at the same time, it depends what you do. If you do what we would call today good history of science, of course, you would mention that and everyone does today. I mean, maybe not... 30 years ago, but today I think everyone does, pretty much everyone. But if you do the genealogy of modern science, if you want to understand modern physics, you don't need to mention that at all. That would be just a, a waste of time. So you, you, you go straight from Ptolemy to Copernicus to start with, so there's no Middle Ages at all. And it, it also makes sense. It depends it depends what you want to achieve, what you want to do. That's why we mentioned True. medicine and, yeah. and uh, yeah. meteorology, because some of them are okay. You can just jump. The <laughs> others are kind of difficult <laughs> to ignore. Yeah. True, but yeah. even, even so. <laughs> and picking up the specific example, we have physics and the development of physics as, as, a, as, a, as a modern uh, concept. It is more related astrology and he has more input into the uh, older astrological thinking that we assume and so you can still see examples of remain remnants of astrological thinking coming into the creation of physics it's still there in some aspects of physics meteorology um, the, the movements of the air it's still there so it, it's not astrology anymore but 
you can see where that where that comes from and why are they following certain lines of thinking and develop certain mm-hmm. lines of thinking. It's still there. Um, so it's more pervasive. <laughs> the damn thing is more <laughs> pervasive than people like would like plague. to. <laughs> it's like the plague. You can't get rid of it anywhere. Yeah, but, it's like a but still, but I understand that you don't need to talk about that uh, necessarily. In, cert- in certain instances, we really don't but, need to. But in most media, I'm, I'm thinking more about medieval and early modern uh, stuff. It's all over the place. So not mentioning it. Sometimes it's strange. Of course, yeah. there, are, there are research who don't need to, to, to mention it because it doesn't make sense, but there are some which it's it creates a void, not even mentioning it once. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. But there is something actually I like to say, and I say it quite often around me, is that 30 years ago, uh, if you if you wanted to, do, to deal with any aspect of the history of medieval or early modern science, no way it could have been with astrology or mentioning astrology. No, no, no way. That was really bad for you. I mean, you would have been sent to like, a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but now it's, the, the, it's the, the exact opposite situation. If you deal with any aspect of medieval or early modern science without taking into account astrology, it doesn't mean to give in everything, but yeah. to take it into account, uh, honestly, you 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 like crazy. You're completely crazy. This is not no longer possible. And I don't I don't know any exception to this today. It's I think it's completely changed. Or perhaps around people who are very old today. But no, but still no, no, no. I don't. I don't think. I think it's really it's completely changed. Completely. It is, but still, sometimes <laughs> when you are mentioning <laughs> biographies, not I'm not letting this go. <laughs> biographies, certain biographies, that element is missing. Or very dimmed. Yeah. Missing, most. Missing. Missing. There are certain lines of historiography, and I'm not going to give exactly names here, but it's missing. It's they they don't mention it, and probably they are coming from another line of thinking. And I agree with okay. you. Yeah, but it's still not there, and even with the work and and what we know today, and again, it just needs to be mentioned. Sometimes it's strange that it's not mentioned. Uh, uh, we have a, a very funny story about this. In Portugal, we had this king who restored uh, the second dynasty, and um, he had is a kind of general, the the main. Um, the general of his troops was called Nuno Alvares Pereira, was mm-hmm. a man. And he was, Nuno Alvares Pereira was the son, one of the kind of 20 sons of this, um, uh, how do you call Evec in uh, English? Abbey. Bishop. Bishop, sorry, yes. I was kind of, uh, so we call it a bad, a well, he was a, a clergyman. He was a clergyman. Not man. supposed to have children, but he had a lot. So this uh, Nuno was one of the... Uh, Children of this, of this <laughs> clergyman, one of the many, uh, with several women. And um, every time, the this clergyman was very much into astrology. Every time he, he had one of these illegal children, he, um, he, he asked for the horoscope. And uh, the horoscope of this Nuno was apparently, uh, we don't have it, but apparently was about uh, being a very um, uh, respected warrior and, blah, blah, you know, this kind of, um, a legend and um, 
he he was he married he had a uh, child and then he decided to go to a, a convent this happens a lot in medieval ages they had this period active period and then they go to a kind of a monastery or something and he did this voluntarily that's what he wanted so he became kind of a saint in portugal so some someone <laughs> uh, sometime he um someone mentioned that um his yeah. father was into astrology and the astrology was and this is mentioned in the chronicles so oh, it yeah. is not something yeah, yeah. Uh, which is kept secret. a secret it's something that is mentioned in the chronicles very straightforwardly and that by birth he would have these amazing characteristics of yeah. a hero etc of course this is more narrative embellishment of narrative yeah. than astrology exactly but it's still there and it it is important to notice it yeah especially because they don't give the horoscope they just say the horoscope yeah. shows that you will be a warrior so and even we, we being, yeah and what Elena I think Elena, is even being in the chronicles straightforward in the chronicles they ignore it they ignore it completely and there was this this and, old, if, and if you mention it yeah people how oh, it can't be <laughs> because he was a saint. It cannot be because he yeah. was a saint. Yeah. Because it, a saint. They wouldn't do that. And <laughs> look, read the chronicles. <laughs> and you have that. Uh, even in the um I wouldn't say these are academics, but people who are uh Into history. educated uh, in history. Uh, but even in academia, yeah. I had someone, a scholar, a very good one, and the first time I said, look. Um, the um, this king we have a king another king that wrote about astrology wrote about astrology and um the person said maybe he was joking <laughs> so yeah. they cannot accept you yeah, know? yeah it's true it's true there, there is um, um uh what is his name again yeah uh, there is a, a very beautiful page written about this by Gerard Simon in his book uh, Kepler uh, astrologue astronome or astronome astrologue the book published uh, in 1979 it's uh, first of all it's an amazing book i think it's, it's still today an excellent book of history of science and he explains that in one page i mean what people have thought about kepler because kepler like the, the great kepler could yeah. not have possibly done horoscopes and astrology and blah 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 and he explained that that very well and the whole book is about kepler's astrology and then you you can see that kepler was busy with astrology all his life until the very end um yeah that's a, be a beautiful beautiful example or copernicus is even better still 10 years ago you couldn't possibly uh, imply that perhaps Copernicus dealt with astrology. Now it's totally changed. No, no one would dare to say that. But now we we found the proof. Uh, actually, I should write an article about this too. Uh, please, please do. do. Please do. <laughs> yeah, I want to do a podcast. And on that's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that, 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 that's right. Yeah, we should. No, this is uh, this is the idea. This is very exciting. So exciting! Yeah. No, it is interesting because um, even if these mathematicians, astronomers, are not engaging astrology in a day-to-day -day basis, or it's not something that they use regularly, which can occur because it's not their main interest in mathematics or astronomy, they would know it, and probably they would have calculated something at some point. They would have done some kind of judgment, even if something occasional, because it was part of that culture. So. 
it would be very strange at some point to have a mathematician that I'm not going near that and I'm going not going ever to discuss that because it's almost <laughs> impossible. Things are so, so connected, even in, with natural philosophy, that I don't know if they even have mental categories in which they would completely separate that. That I think would be a very extreme and rare condition. Probably, maybe, maybe not different mental categories, but uh, as soon as it involves lots of calculations, and you need to learn how to do that, many people would have said, "No, no, this is this is perfectly fine, but it's not for me. I leave that to special." It's yeah, like it's like your blood test. You know, you can check like the, the 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 sugar level and a few things, but in the end, the doctor will do the job, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not probably the same. <laughs> yeah, but but that is a different thing. That is like uh, the special. Um, let the specialists do the complicated stuff, yeah. but the more basic stuff was part of na a natural yeah. part of. Culture. Let me give yeah, you an example right. from my own research. For example, I, I have. I've, this said this here a lot, but I'm researching Jesuits and the involvement that Jesuits have with astrology, which is almost zero uh, of historiography on that. Um, so what I observe is that the great Jesuit mathematicians, astronomers, and even those which criticize astrology, they know what they're talking about. So you, you can see clearly for the, from their writings, from, from their argumentation, that they have studied it, probably they have practiced it. So they know exactly, even the ones that are criticized, they know exactly where to hit to, to create a, 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 critique. a critique, a proper critique. So it is part of their knowledge and culture, even if they don't practice it. And clearly there are some who... Who, who practice it and they know it, even if, if I, we don't have a, the proof, the documental proof, you can see by the argumentation that this is from a practitioner's point of view. And there are others who, even if they're not practicing it and they are completely against it, they, even in the scientific stance, they know what they're talking about. So at some point, they, uh, they debated that, they did that, they experimented, they learned it. So it's part of their culture, even yeah. if yeah. they're not. Uh, it's not even about liking or disliking. So, so if we say, oh, probably Copernicus uh, engaged with astrology at some point in his life, yep. almost certainly it would be strange <laughs> if he didn't. Uh, yeah. uh, it would be very, very strange. And that would be very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, I think, so on, yeah. I think uh, David has at least two or three papers to write at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to put three podcasts to do. <laughs> before, before we go, David, I would like to uh, just for you to say a few words about the book that you edited recently, the one with 15 contributions about Ptolemy. Yes. Just now on a different, a different topic. Uh, yeah, well, we have a, a few a few items about uh, astrology, but it's really the sort of uh, state of art of the Ptolemaic studies in the Middle Ages in both Arabic and Latin, although we also have a section for Greek and Syriac at the beginning. Yes. And so it's Ptolemy through the ages, but only astronomy and astrology. And of course, there, there is a lot of mathematics too. Uh, but I mean, it's no geography or harmonics. It's really astronomy and astrology. Yeah, and that we that that was a, a conference that we organized, the Ptolemaeus Arabus et Latinus project, that we organized at the Warburg Institute in 2015, and the book just appeared now because it was delayed and blah 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 yeah. as always. 
uh, and uh, well, actually, look, that's the one of the two books I have with me. I have only two books. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, of course, people do not know that I am in Australia, but I am <laughs> stuck in Australia due to COVID. Yeah. And of course, my library is in Munich. So this is, I don't know whether you can see. I can see, yes, yeah. yes. You can, yes. And we, okay. we will publish yes. it And below. it's available for, uh, it has a downloadable PDF if people... Yes, if you go to the website of the project, maybe you can give the link because you can do that, right? If you give the link, you can go to either publications or to news or somewhere you will find it. And you can download the whole book. It's for free. Everyone can, can have the whole book for free except the cover. The cover <laughs> is Taurus. <laughs> <It's for laughs> <it. laughs> okay. So I hope oh. to see you in person sometime later this year. Uh, let's see. Don't let's. So. You don't <laughs> think so? You think you will stay in Australia for the Another whole year? Yeah. Oh, at least for next year. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but well, we'll see, we'll see, yeah. <laughs> as long as we are all okay, that is the point also. That's the most important. And yeah. meanwhile, we will be talking on Skype, on um, Zoom. On Zoom. Yes. Well, thank you, David. Thank you very okay. much. Thank you to you. That was a pleasure. It was also a pleasure for yeah. us. Indeed. Lovely. And we will talk soon, I hope. Yes, probably. Meanwhile, you have two papers to write. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, I better go and work. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, bye. thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.